1: you going to base your theology? Are you going to base your doctrine on your experience or on the clear Word of God? Now, that is a major issue in our world today. Globally, this is an issue. The Word of God is being pushed to the side. And the thing that I realized some time ago is that most Christians don't actually read their Bible.
0: Too many people fall back on their personal experience or interpretation of things, rather than relying on the Bible. In today's teaching, Pastor Robert will help you see that relying only on your own experience gives you little foundation for anything, but depending on God's Word gives you a firm footing. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the Book of Acts chapter 8 as he begins his message receiving the Holy Spirit.
1: If you remember, after the murder of Stephen, most of the church in Jerusalem had scattered. And Philip, he later would become known as, as Philip the Evangelist. His daughters were prophets, the Bible will tell us, had the gifts of, of prophecy. But Philip went down to the city of Samaria, which was a huge, big step that we don't really have time to talk about. But, you know, Jesus had kind of paved the way, if you remember, the woman at the well. and But Jews didn't have anything to do with Samaritans, and Philip made it his mission, or I guess I should say, God the Holy Spirit made it Philip's mission to go down to Samaria, which was a few miles to the north of Jerusalem. And he was preaching the gospel, he was ministering there in the power of the Holy Spirit, and verse 14 tells us, now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet, he had fallen upon none of them. They'd only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to give you three points today. There are three points that, that I want us to make note of, and each of my three points will relate to this subject of receiving the Holy Spirit in the way that it's spoken of in Acts chapter 8. Because, see, there's a good amount of disagreement. There's a lot of disagreement within the body of Christ regarding this topic. Because, well, mostly I think because we tend to base too much of our understanding of spiritual matters on our experiences rather than upon the Scriptures. I I remember many, many, gosh, 30-something years ago now when I was in Youth with a Mission, One of our instructors who came every year, um, really intense, intimidating guy, and I learned so much from him, but one of the things that I learned from him, we were having a conversation one day and I was talking about um, something that he had presented as fact from the scripture and and I, I said, but you know, this experience, I had this experience. And he said, wait a minute, Robert, are, are you going to base your theology? Are you going to base your doctrine on your experience or on the clear word of God? Now, that is a major issue in our world today. Globally, this is an issue. The word of God is being pushed to the side. And the thing that I realized some time ago is that most Christians don't actually read their Bible. If almighty God has given you the secrets to the universe in a book, is it not the height of arrogance, stupidity to not read it? I mean, come on, let's be real. Let's be real. What, what if, what if I mean, and we've talked about this before, but I mean, what, is, what, what, if, what if Einstein had written a book explaining everything about science? And he did it in such a way that the average person could understand it. And he even made like a whole bunch of recordings that, that you could listen to related to that and stuff. Wouldn't you at least be curious? I would, man, I'd be all over that, all over it. Almighty God has not only given you the keys to the cosmos in written form, he promises that if you'll open it and spend time reading it, he himself will become your tutor. That's in the Bible. He himself... As you read it, we'll begin downloading to you, understanding, clarification. Listen, we need the book. We need to be in the book. We need to read the book. And we need to talk to our Father about the book. Because it's a really dangerous approach to base too much upon our experiences. You know, some people claim to have had some really weird and unbiblical experiences. With the Holy Spirit. Extreme stuff. While others who clearly display the fruit of the Holy Spirit in their lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, you know, Galatians 5, all those things that that the Bible says will be evidences of his presence within a human, they display these things, but then they claim to have had no supernatural experiences with him whatsoever. Many Christians think that a person is filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit at the same moment of their spiritual birth, the rebirth that the Bible talks about, that Jesus first explained to Nicodemus. But but see, their logic is that since it's the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life who regenerates a person who makes us alive in Christ when we believe in him and, and turn to him in faith. Well, they say that's, that's the whole deal. If you've put your faith in Jesus, then you've already been filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Often they'll use Ephesians chapter 4 verse 5 out of context where Paul says there's one faith and one baptism. And they'll, I've, had it, I've had people say, see, the Bible says there's one baptism. You've kind of taken that out of context when you apply it that broadly. And how, how, how do I know? Well, for one reason, Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, John the baptizer said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me, talking about Jesus, is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So, John the Baptizer baptizing with water unto repentance, Jesus the Messiah baptizing with the Holy Spirit to empower. You know what, according to Peter, the Lord Jesus later reiterated what John had said. In Acts chapter 11, verse 16, as Peter was explaining to the disciples, the rest of the disciples that a group of Gentiles had unexpectedly received the Holy Spirit, he he said, then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. But some theologians believe that the Holy Spirit stopped filling and empowering people as soon as he gave us the Bible, as soon as we got the full canon of Scripture. They think he stopped doing those miraculous sign gifts once the written word of God was completed, and that's why they're often referred to as cessationists. They believe that the Lord ceased the miraculous work. But the Bible doesn't support the idea that God has ceased his miraculous work through believers. So I don't believe it's true. I think their lack of personal experience with the Holy Spirit working through them is actually the basis for that erroneous conclusion. Since they've never experienced a truly miraculous move of God, they conclude that he must have stopped doing that. But experience or the lack thereof shouldn't be the foundation for our doctrinal understanding either for or against the miraculous.